Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation, but not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, Hollow is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel to the rosary to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Hollow is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. It is free to download and has permanently free content, but you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk-free, by signing up at www.hollow.app slash breadbox. That is the heart of the world and the work of the heart that helps us become this love and discover it in the world so that all the world becomes to us like the miraculous burning bush. We have been invisibly stamped with the signature the seal of the God who bends over us with such tenderness. I call this work of the heart, heart work. Heart work exists because people realize they've come to a place in their life where they, they want spiritual direction. Maybe there are too many options, or maybe there seems to be no options at all. Perhaps they have new eyes to see, or perhaps they're longing for this new sight. Some have touched the sunrise within their soul and want more. Others are longing for this spiritual gift. Sometimes our hearts are filled with nagging questions that run like background music in our life. Do I matter to God? Does God see me? Does God hear me? Does God get what's happening to me and what it means? In heart work, we answer the essential question. Who am I now, in this situation of my life, and in these relationships? To learn more about heart work and what God has led me to do in the world, or just to stay in touch, visit touchingthesunrise.com. Hello and welcome to Advent. Probably this Advent is truly a month of waiting a month when we get to really feel the darkness. So many of us probably have a sense of loneliness, um, of grief, of sorrow as we face the Christmas season, the holidays, and so many holiday traditions that just won't be the same this year as they are in many other years. And 
For some of us, we have empty places at the table that will forever be empty, um, forever in the sense of on this earth, because those who have gone before us um, leave an emptiness and a pain and a grief, a wrenching grief sometimes, in our hearts while they themselves are now in that space of love, of infinite mercy, of, of infinite transformation and glory in God. Advent is this time in which the church helps us look at who we are and who God is. A time when we have to face sometimes our littleness and our need, our need for a Redeemer, our need for God, our need for salvation. There is this wonderful little story that I came across that for me typifies what Advent is all about. It's recounted by a surgeon, uh, Richard Seltzer, I believe, in a book called Mortal Lessons. And he tells about a young woman who had a tumor in her cheek and Seltzer removed it. But in doing so, he had to sever this tiny nerve and it left the woman's mouth slightly twisted. She was looking at herself in the mirror and she asked him, will my mouth always be like this? And he replied to her, yes. Um, so she's afraid because she's less beautiful, she feels, than she had been. She's less normal than what she had looked like before. She no longer is who she thought she was before. But next to her stood her husband. And her husband looked at her and said, I kind of like it. It's cute. And he bent down and he twisted his own lips to match the twist of her own and kissed her. To me, when I read that story, I almost cried because that's what God is doing for us every Advent, but in particular, this Advent. Our, our kiss is twisted by so many things this year. Um, it's twisted by sorrow, by loss, the fear of more loss, um, this almost seemingly bottomless grief. Uh, there are days, there are weeks when we can't seem to find joy, when we no longer feel beautiful, when our life no longer feels worth living or beautiful or meaningful as it had been, when we've lost perhaps jobs, homes, people, or we know our friends who've lost these things. And it's hard to find the space in us to have that Christmas joy that the holidays seem to require us to have. I think it's interesting to remember that God came to us on that first Christmas and nativity he came in the dark to a place of poverty and loss. He came to a world filled with people who, who had lost the beauty 
of their creation, who had lost the beauty of what they were meant to be. We lost it originally in the garden with that with the fall, the primordial fall. Uh, but we each contribute to that loss of who we most deeply are through our own failings and weakness and sin. Uh, so, so Christmas is, in a sense, about loss and about what God does about that loss. And just as the husband bent down and kissed the woman and said, I, I like it. It's kind of cute. And he bent his lips. He twisted his lips to match the twist of her own. In a sense, God bends down to us. He bent down to us in his first coming. And he, in a sense, to stretch that a bit, twisted himself. He became man. He became one of us in all things except for sin. So he matched his poverty to our own, his lack to our own, his weakness to our own. He became a baby. Um, Christmas is about this utterly amazing mystery that the Almighty God has stooped down to our creaturely level, to our reality, and he became the weakest member of the human race, a baby. In the Song of Songs, there's these lovely lines. Here he comes, springing across the mountains, leaping across the hills. That is how our lover comes to us. That is how our God comes to us. That is how our Redeemer comes to us. And though many times our Christmas amazement may end with how beautiful the tree is or the decorations or the meal, truly the amazement is, Arise, my beloved, my dove, my beautiful one, and come because I have come to kiss you, to love you, to save you, uh, to keep you, to hold you, to take you with me to the Father. Christmas is this invitation to arise because we are beautiful to God, beautiful with all of our imperfections, beautiful with that twisted um, brokenness um, from the fall and from our own twistedness, our own brokenness. Uh, we are still beautiful to God, and He wants us to come with Him into the Father's embrace, into the Trinity's life, and into eternal joy. Isaiah, in his prophecies, also helps us look at this twistedness, the twistedness of our, our kiss, our longing for God, our embrace of God and who we most deeply are. He says, 
Then will the eyes of the blind be opened. This reading is just so uh, typical of Advent. We could all say it by heart. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened. The ears of the deaf be cleared. Then will the lame leap like a stag. Then the tongue of the mute will sing. Jesus Christ is the one who gives a sight. Jesus Christ is the one who opens our ears. Jesus Christ is the one who gives us the strength to stand and walk. Jesus Christ is he who releases our tongue so we can proclaim. We do not have to do it our own. We are like that woman. Will I be like this all my life? Yes. We cannot save ourselves. We cannot overcome all of our imperfections. Even before we have done that, Jesus came to love us, to save us, to take us with him to the Father. Jesus is the one who opens the eyes of the blind, clears the ears of the deaf, makes the lame to leap and the mute to sing. So we could ask ourselves, in what ways am I blind right now? In what situations of my life am I deaf? How am I lame? And in what way is my tongue mute? Advent is this time in which we can face our littleness with confidence because we know the story is about what God has done, is doing, and will do for us and for all humanity. We can face our own blindness, our own deafness, our own lameness, our own muteness. And we can face it because Isaiah gives us a promise. He says, Streams will burst forth in the desert and rivers in the steppe. The burning sands will become pools and the thirsty ground springs of water. I love this, this beautiful image from Isaiah. When we think of our own blindness, our own deafness, our own lameness, our own muteness, we can kind of collapse in on ourselves. We can start thinking thoughts that contract, um, focus, um, look down, see the negative. And yet, what God is saying here is what God is doing. A desert can't make streams burst forth. Burning sands don't create pools. It is the work of God. So you might try imagining these wonderful images from Isaiah as existing within your heart. We spend so much time in our minds so drop your awareness down 
to the center of of your being, you know, right next to your heart, to that place that's like in the central core of your spirit. And in that place, imagine streams beginning to flow in the desert and rivers and rapids flowing through your heart and your mind. See pools of water, springs of water, beautiful highways, meadows of flowers, mountains of snow. Imagine expansiveness, glory, openness, life, beauty. When the Bible speaks to us of what God does, it uses images of life, expansiveness, glory, and beauty, and love, and speed. The lover runs for the beloved. And so we open ourselves, open our inner life to that tremendous glory of what God is doing. And if we stay there, and if we look out onto our world, the world that truly does this year especially look like a desert, uh, look like burning sands around us, within us, within our families, uh, within our, our workplaces, our futures, our finances, the thirsty ground is longing for the salvation of God. Imagine the gift of God bursting forth in life and beauty and openness and glory. I often do this exercise for myself now because I realize that when I stay in my head and I think just my thoughts, my reactions, my assumptions, my feelings, I often misread what's happening right in front of my eyes. I often live in a place that's like a dark dungeon or a tunnel. I I can't see what God is doing right in front of my eyes. But when I live in a place of awareness that's expecting the promise in each conversation, expecting the fulfillment of the promise in each relationship, expecting the fulfillment of the promise in every difficulty I have, expecting the coming of my lover at every moment around every corner. I'm a much better person to live with. Uh, And I see things more truly as they are. God says in Isaiah, a highway will be there and it will be called the holy way. It is for those with a journey to make and Advent is that journey. We have a journey to make, a journey back, a journey forward, a journey to that place where we discover the crash, where we discover the child, where we discover the mother, where we discover the babe, where we discover the love. We have a journey to make, and on it the redeemed will walk. 
Those whom the Lord has ransomed will return and enter Zion singing and crowned with everlasting joy. Pope Leo the Great put it this way, Beloved, let us give thanks to God the Father through his Son in the Holy Spirit, because in his great love for us, he took pity on us. And when we were dead in our sins, he brought us to life with Christ, so that in him we might be a new creation. Let us throw off our old nature and all its ways, and as we have come to birth in Christ, let us renounce the works of the flesh. Christian, remember your dignity, and now that you share in God's own nature, do not return by sin to your former base condition. Bear in mind who is your head and of whose body you are a member. Do not forget that you have been rescued from the power of darkness and brought into the light of God's kingdom. So this Advent, let us willingly, let us freely, let us joyfully make this journey to the crib. Let us walk on the way of the redeemed, that we might be crowned with everlasting joy. Sometimes we can feel as though we were lost in a deep forest where no clear paths are visible. A blend of spiritual guidance, mentorship, and counseling, the Heartwork community is a place where you learn to explore, love, open, and nourish the paradise of your heart, your deep heart, where God is already dwelling within you. You will discover that though you waited for light to appear from outside, the paths of light are imprinted in your heart where the Trinity abides, and we learn to walk them through the valleys and mountaintops of lived experience. Heartwork is a process of accompaniment that honors your story, creates a space in which you can safely explore what is happening with you, Gain the tools to come home to your heart, where the Trinity is already at work. Be recreated by love and set out again. To learn more about heart work and what God has led me to do in the world, or just to stay in touch, visit touchingthesunrise.com. Finding someone on an online Catholic dating site shouldn't be like shopping for a blender. So why do most dating sites leave you feeling like you're shopping for a spouse? At Catholic Singles, we connect members through our unique user polls and activities, which help you discover other members and their personalities and interests. Because you're a person, not a profile picture. So stop shopping and start discerning. Trust your love story to the original Catholic dating site and use the promo code BREADBOX at checkout for 20% off at CatholicSingles.com.